It's good to be here in God's house again today. If you want to turn with me and we'll start reading, I'll go over a couple, two or three places we'll read some. Turn, turn with me to Psalms, the 11th chapter, if you want to turn over for just a moment. Psalms, the 11th chapter. I do desire your prayers this morning as we try to minister for just a little bit this morning. This message kind of come to me this week. I was, you know, last week I didn't have it to a guy here. Then other than that, I laid down and was tired and so I just fell asleep. And I don't know how y'all, the Lord works with y'all sometimes, but I just... Since then, I sleep 10 minutes and woke up, and this all started coming to me. And I just, for a couple of hours, I didn't sleep much. You know, I'm going to say up front, there's probably stuff I'll say this morning. It may not go over good with people, I don't know, but we're living in a time today, we need some truth. Amen. And it's hard to find it today. I was sitting and I was thinking the other day, and the older you get, I guess, you know, young people, I don't understand this, the older you get, the more you get to thinking about kind of the way you was raised and back to grandparents' time and this and that. And, you know, and today we always talk about the, you know, some people talk about the good old days, and some of the people that's still living, that's lives in some of the good old days, didn't think they was that good the days. It's hard. It was hard days. But, you know, when I was thinking about, you know, as, I was a kid, as I used to go to Grandpa, McCarl, Grandpa Carlton's house, my other grandparents, which, uh, uh, you know, you look forward to going over there. And, uh, and you get to thinking about it for just a little bit. And I don't know if they had a, in a today, sometimes it's myself, you know, but it'd be nice to go back and just sit in that uh, moment for a while. I don't know if anybody's talking about. Just for a moment, you know, you used to go over there and I could still see my grandmother Carla the road went to her house. As long as you could see the house before you got there pretty well. And she'd be sitting on the swing on the front porch, you know, and maybe shelling peas or stuff like that. And, you know, didn't have no electronics in the house and didn't have, you know, it's all it's, it's working most of the time. Man, you get thinking about for just a little bit. And I wonder, you know, today... You know, I don't know if you could say we got a better way of life or an easier way of life, but I don't know if we got a better way of life today. Let's think about just what I'm saying for just a moment. And you get to thinking about, you know, and church to them, and I've, I can still hear my grandfather Carlton, he said, you know, this church is just something that we, it was just everyday thing. You know, we thought about it and we looked forward to going to church, you know, and they read the Bible and stuff every night and this and that, you know. And uh, and you get, you know, and, and today, you know, a lot of us, you know, we just like to go back and go to their house for just a moment because I don't, I ain't just talking about my grandparents, but you got grandparents too. But you go back there, it was, it wasn't a lot of turmoil there. Just, it wasn't a lot of, I'll put it in my own version, it wasn't a lot of stupidness going on. And that's just my opinion. It was, you know, it was visit time and it was talk about stuff that meant something. And it's funny today that to myself, you'd like to go back and live that moment again or stay in that atmosphere because we're kind of living a crazy 
thing today. Amen. You know, and you watch the news for just a little bit. And you, you don't have to watch it for just a few moments, and you're so mad you can't hardly see straight. And I ain't talking about politics one way or the other. It's just crazy everywhere. It's just crazy. But I know we serve a God that's able. And I know this, this what we live in today took God by no surprise. And we talk about things... And I was, you know, and I'm going to read one scripture here before I go any further. The 11th chapter of Psalms, the writer said in the third verse, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Turn with me to Proverbs, the 14th chapter, for just a moment. I've got a couple more scriptures I want to read. Keep that thought in your mind. If the foundation be destroyed, I know, and then when you're looking this up, it's been eight years now, I think it was, when I built the house that I'm living in now. And remember they started, you know, and in my, in my mind, you know, I just all like seeing dollar signs, you know, when they was, when it was going and it was pouring the foundation, you know, and I forgot how much concrete was then it was a lot higher now you know I remember Robert Byler was pouring it there and and it seemed like me it was a lot going in that and I remember Robert told me he said this part right here is the most important part of your house is the foundation yeah. and if it's found I don't care how beautiful you build the other part if you don't have a foundation under it for long it's going to crumble for long, you're going to have problems. And that is very true. And the writer said that the foundation will be destroyed. What are we going to do? And most of you agree with me. I'll get going here in a second. That our foundation today is being destroyed. Or what, I mean, the foundation, Jesus Christ, the rock, it'll never be destroyed. Let me rephrase that. But we're not building on the foundation. We're building on something that's not solid, that's not good. And the writer, you know, in one of the gospel talks about building upon sand, building upon a rock. Y'all know the story. Ain't got time to go in it. But you get thinking about it for just a little bit. And I told somebody the other day, and I said, you know, if, if things go on next, if God allows time to go on next, just say 30 years, and the way that it's going the last 30 years. For just a moment, can you imagine what your children and grandchildren are going to face? I never thought, and some of this stuff you never want to hear a lot in a lot of churches because they got away from us of this stuff. I'm old school, and I'll be that way until y'all run me out of here. Because I can prove what I'm saying with the scripture. Amen. If I can't, I'll apologize for it. I never thought I'd see the day that I'd be sitting in the house with the grandchildren and the TV on and a commercial come on and it was sickening me that I didn't want them to see it. Amen. I never thought, I mean, come on, think about it. Two guys are kissing one another. Stay with me. You ever thought you would see it? And it's happening today. And if you go on another 30 years, what are they going to see? If the foundation be destroyed, 
what the righteous is going to do. And our churches today seems like to me we're not screaming out to God like we need to be. Amen. We're fighting against one another and saying, you know, you don't need to preach that in this. You know, we're living a different time now. We're living a different situation now. And, you know, a lot of families just got into stuff, you know, and this and that. So they just kind of camo it back. But it doesn't destroy. It doesn't change what God says Amen. about this word and what's right and what's wrong. But we have changed the way we preached. You know, when I talk about what I go going back, you know, I remember going back when I was in, I was a young child hearing preachers preach. I mean, they preached it tough. Amen. I mean, they preach hard. They would preach, you know, and you see people crying in church because conviction would fall on them. And now you get people, you don't get preachers to preach that away. Now, instead of they start crying, they'll get mad and they'll never come back. Because they say, that ain't for me. But every word from Genesis to Revelation is for me and it's for you. Amen. But the foundation be destroyed, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? You know, and you, you look back and you see all the things that's changed. And, you know, and since my, in just my, my time, you know, it's scary today. But I'm not here today to try to scare you. I'm here today to try to get your eyes open and say, listen, we, got to, we still serve a God that's able. We still serve a God that, you know, you know this ain't caught him by surprise. And I believe today, in all, with all my heart today, God's going to take care of his people. Come on, church. I still believe that God didn't send his son, Jesus Christ, down here, you know, and pay the price that he paid for the church and his people, you know, to let us go through, you know, to, for us to be to taken, you know, and do this and that. God's going to take care of us if we will be obedient to his word. You know, what I'm talking about. I want to read another scripture to you real quickly here. Proverbs, the 14th chapter, 26th verse. Proverbs 14 and 26. In the fear of the Lord, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. Amen. Stay with me. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of life. To depart from the snares to death. Amen. Let's read that again, okay? One more time. The fear of the Lord is a strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of life to depart from the snares of death. Skip down to the 34th verse. Righteous exalted nation, but the sin is reproached to any people. Amen. Okay. I'm going to preach for just a moment, then we'll get out of here. Over the last so many years, you know, our preaching has changed and our, you know, the, the, the congregation has changed, you know, to a point, you know. And now you do a point, you know, I hear people say, you know, I, should, I don't have to fear the Lord, you know. And I, I just read this here to know, I, I, I just don't understand where they're getting that. That's just my opinion. I'm not, you know, uh, the fear of the Lord, you know, I, dad, you know, I kind of feared my dad when he was coming home when I'd done wrong. You know what I'm talking about. But we do wrong today and we don't fear the Lord. 
Come on. The boss says sin will not get into heaven. Hey, come on. It will have no place in heaven. But we go around, you know, and we, we, we go to church and we sing praises of that. And people, you know, there's, there's, they, they go through and they sin willfully, it seems like, every day. Don't shout me out of here just yet. I don't have to fear the Lord anymore. Well, I, you know, if I do stuff, you know, and just keep on doing it, you know, before long, something's going to happen. You know, I remember, you know, when dad got done wrong, this and that, you know, and you could hear the old truck coming down the road. <laughs> Brother Lester, you know, and you knew what was coming. You know, I was scared, you know. Not that he was going, that he didn't love me, but he was going to straighten me up. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But we're in a little time today, you know, that we read this Bible, you know, and we hear preachers preach, you know, and preach against sin, but we're living in sin and still, you know, trying to change our way of living. We get mad, we'll find another church to go to. Come on. I'm so thankful for Old Grove Church that I still listen to some preaching that will still set the captive free. And I'm still today, you know, and I'm just an old school preacher. And now y'all know that I got much education. I got, I don't, I can't pronounce the words very good, but I do know one thing that I today, as I look at God's word, if he says, don't do this, if you do this, you know, it's going to be punishment for it, you know, and I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to ask forgiveness today. I'm going to go back and do the same thing tomorrow. Sometimes we got to learn, you know, and say, listen, this ain't, this ain't working. This ain't working. I don't know. I told some other day, and I'm not talking about denominations, you know, and I'm just using, you know, the illustration, you know, where this one denomination won't mention the denomination you're talking about. They start to ordain homosexuality people so they can preach the gospel behind the pulpit or what they, they claim they're doing. How did we get, how did it get to that point? How did they get to that point? Do you know what I'm talking about? I preached a message, you know, about a year or so ago, you know, and, and I preached, you know, and say, you know, we do say one thing in church, but we go around and do something else, you know, outside of church, you know, and a guy that, you know, calls himself a preacher, he came up to me and he told me, he said, you know, that don't have no business behind the pulpit. Why? Because he still won't live in sin himself. Instead of got power of the Holy Spirit convicting me, he shielded off. Amen. And so, you know, I'm going to do. I'm not changing. Come on. I'm not changing with that. We have people in the world today that won't change, but their system has changed because their dad and mom and grandparents lived, you know, was doing this away and said, well, my grandparents believed in that, but things has changed. I had someone tell me one time, he said, if your grandfather come back and see that, I'll, put, I'll, just, I'll just get out on this and y'all can like it or not. He said, to see the way you voted, he would be mad. I said, yeah, he'd be mad. He'd be mad at y'all for not changing. I'm not talking about you know, politics, no one party or the other. I'm talking about what's right and what's wrong. Amen. God said, you know, to me, he, he's a giver of life. He's a taker of life. Amen. Everybody with me? 
So the people that support abortion are supporting, you know what I'm saying? Listen, they're going against the word of God. My opinion, but I believe I can back it up with God's word. Amen. There is forgiveness. Don't get me wrong. And we see today, you know, but we'll go support that, you know, and we'll see today, you know, and, and today you know, in, in marriage today, we see same-sex marriage today, but we won't preach against it. Why? Because there's some people in church today, maybe their family's in it and this or that, but let me tell you something. The way I look at it, if I didn't preach against it, they would say, I didn't love you. Because we're going to answer for this. One of these days. Because I still believe what the Bible says. Sin will not enter into heaven. Amen. You know what you're talking about. And I hate to be standing there, you know, somebody screaming at me and say, Pastor, why didn't you tell me this was wrong? Why didn't you tell me this stuff was wrong? Why didn't you tell me this was wrong? Why didn't you preach a little harder than what you did? Why did you turn your back against sin and didn't tell us, you know, well, I'm here today to tell you, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to tell you right now, sin back in the, when Christ was here was sin, and sin today, 22,000 years later, is still sin today. Amen. But how did we get here? We quit preaching the power of the Word of God without the power of the Holy Spirit of God behind it. And say, so, you know, we forgot to fear God. That's what I'm talking about. How did we get here? Jesus told us you can turn with you to Matthew the 16th chapter. Got a couple more scripture. Can I have a few more minutes? We live in a time today. We're blaming our children today for a lot of problems today, but you're going to have to take it back a couple of generations or a generation. Amen. My personal opinion. We got children today you don't even know what life is all about. Anybody with me? You know, because we're not teaching them what life is about. Somewhere in the Bible, I didn't look it up, but if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. Amen. Amen. We're looking for somebody else to take care of us. I've told this story before, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell it again real quickly. Right when I started turning 16, my dad didn't have, we didn't have much of nothing. He had old Galaxy 500. That's the ugliest thing you ever looked at. Old two-tone, this old kind of yellow, greenish-looking thing. And brother, there in the windshield, when it rained, it would leak. You had to keep duct tape on the top of it. So when I got 16, Dad said he'd go let me have that car. Well, I was tickled to get it. But he charged me $300 for it. <laughs> I'm serious. Yep. I'm telling the truth. I had to pay him $300 for that thing. <laughs> if you had a date, you know, you had to pick a, it wouldn't be a cloudy day or think it's going to rain because it wouldn't go too good. 
And I, and I thought, yeah, why would you charge me? You know, $300 back in that period was quite a bit of money. Amen. Amen. And I don't mean this, I hope nobody takes this too wrong or maybe wrong. But I see parents today going out buying their children fifty and sixty thousand dollar pickups or cars, and they're still in school, and they're making a payment on it. And to me, the foundation is is getting weaker. Amen. My opinion. I'm just something that you don't have to agree with. That, that ain't the scripture. They don't and they get out of school. They well, you know, how am I gonna pay for this? And mom and dad is burning down. And burn it down, burden down so much they can't even live. Are you with me? Because we're trying to stay up with the Joneses, but our foundations, we forgot how to build it. Right. We won't look good sitting in the yard and this and that. But you know, but I could go, if I could go back to Grandpa's house for just a moment, I'd do it today. Not because there was colored TV in every room, but I could just see Grandma on the porch and talking about stuff that made a difference in people's lives. Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But her foundations are destroyed today. It's being destroyed. And we're sitting there letting it. Jesus asked Peter one day, he said, who do men say that I am? He said, oh, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're last, some say this, some say that. And Jesus said, Peter, Peter said, Peter, but yeah, but who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? And I want you to ask yourself that question today. Who is Jesus in your life? Is he who he's supposed to be or should be? Amen. Or when I read the Word of God, I get aggravated and I say, I'm going to read the more because it'll have to, have to change my life to, to this here. We're changing this to the way we want to live instead of changing our life to what this says. Amen. He said, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus told him, he said, you know, he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. But he said, my Father, which is heaven... Then he told Peter, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. It wasn't upon Peter, but it's on what Peter said. Amen. Because Peter was revealed to him through the power of the Holy Spirit of God that he was the Christ. He said, I'll build my church. In the next few words, he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He didn't say it wouldn't come against it, but it's not going to overtake it. And I'm here today to tell you, church, this morning, if we build our church upon the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, this world may be going crazy. <laughs> they may be people, same-sex marriage, and all this crazy stupidness going on in the world today, but it should not get into our house Amen. because our house is built upon a foundation. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Well, but shut up. But he said, I'll build my church. But how do we get this far? And I'm going to start closing. It's because we forgot about what God said. 
Instead of getting mad, you know, get our, get mad at the devil about him doing us the way we're doing, we got mad at God. And we took away the word. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We shut our eyes to what the word says. Do you understand what I'm talking about? God is good. And I don't know what God's got in store for this church. I think it's something big. Because the way things are going right now, and I told you a couple, three weeks ago, God told me, just keep your head up. Keep praying. Because Satan don't like what's going on. We got children here. We had, I think, I said, we, the church here probably had 40 kids here Friday, Thursday night, Wednesday night, I get it right. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Amen. And I don't know what all they're getting, but they're getting something because the Word of God is being taught. Amen. You know, we come this morning, we heard the worship music, you know, and you sit there and I don't know about you, but you know, you just feel that coming all over you. You just feel that coming on you. Why? Because we believe that God is going to move and God can move in this church. And he told us, and I'm going to read it one more time. The fear of the Lord is a strong confidence and the children shall have a place of refuge. If we believe in the Lord and believe what his word says, we're going to have a place of refuge. Amen. Come on. Amen. Anybody with me? Personally, I don't know. I do know I'd be crazy right now if it wasn't for the Lord. You know, and there's times at night, you know, that, it, you know, and I'm not wanting nobody to feel sorry for me or us. Our life has changed so much in the last year because of different other health and everything like that. And I don't know where to be without the Lord this morning. But I know one thing, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. You know, every night, as I go when I go to bed, I got a storm machine up to them for Vicky every night, and that's probably going to be the rest of her life, unless the Lord heals her on this side. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I know if we stay true and faithful, it's going to happen on the other side. Amen. I'm not going to have to reach over and kick that thing on. And hear it shoot in a hurry. Because I know God's able. And I want you young people to know today. I wasn't a popular kid in school at all. But I got thinking the other day, I looked back at the class, all the classmates, this and that. And someone's life is they're, they're crazy right now. And the only thing I credit my lifestyle to was a foundation that I was raised up in. Amen. So young people today just don't, you know, I got mad at mom and dad very much so. And remember, we're all teenagers. And I thought, you know, they wouldn't do me right. 
I'd get home, you know, and other kids, you know, Brother Lester, they'd go on and do what they were run around. I'd go feed chickens. <laughs> this old scoop thing. Every evening, that was my job. I knew if I didn't do my job, the fear of, was coming down the road. <laughs> but it's a way of life. But it taught me a little bit where a dollar come from and this and that. You know what I'm talking about? And just cause young people today, just cause your parents is disciplined, you make you do things, you make you do that. It's just not cause they don't love you. It's cause they love you and they want to get you ready for what's ahead of you. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. You know what I'm talking about? Parents, you've got to raise your kids for the foundation. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? And I say this, and I, you don't have to agree with this. I don't know why I'm getting off on this real quick. But you know, a lot of parents today wants to be buddy buddies with their kids. And I guess that maybe could be good, but my personal opinion, my dad wasn't a buddy with me. He was my dad. He was my dad. He taught me and this and that. And then later on in life, when I was sitting on the porch with him, you know, and I had my kids and this and that, then we became buddies. Because <laughs> it's too late then to the foundation for me if I'd already had my kids then and have a foundation. Amen. I better just shut up. I don't know if somebody's going like this. But it's true. Amen. It's true. I remember, I'll go shut up. I remember back when we was raising our kids, we didn't have, me and Vicky, we didn't have, I mean, I remember one day, you know, the, nowadays you gotta buy a kid every something for every holiday. I mean, it's gotta be a pretty good one. I remember one time we lived in drag school there, we didn't, I mean, I was, we didn't have, we didn't have nothing. And it come Valentine's Day, you always gotta get your kids something for Valentine's, don't you kids? If you don't, your parents don't love you. That's where we're being taught today. And I remember Martin, Vicky got up and I couldn't help it. I was doing the best I could do. And she cooked the boys a heart-shaped pancake and that's what to eat for breakfast. If you do that to a kid now, I mean, most of them probably said, you know, this ain't what I wanted. But I'm, I'm not perfect in no ways. And I'm pretty proud of both of my kids right now. They, they got a lot, maybe got not perfect, but they do have a little foundation in them. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's a foundation. Last year, you know, when I was down, I, I, talk, I, hold, I know you don't bring this up in Concord Pirates atmosphere, but you know, last year I was down at the state tournament in Adam. Won the, they won the state tournament. And I got a picture on my phone, and I'm proud of it. When I seen him holding his hands up, and it looked like he's praising God. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. They got a big trophy, and that's good. But that one picture is all I needed. Because it was proud. It's a foundation. 
I'll get off of that and I'll shut up. I want y'all to have a foundation, young people. I want y'all to have a foundation. I hope I got a lot more, a few more years on this earth. I hope maybe 10 more years, you young people here today. I can look, meet you at the store or something and say, listen, and maybe you have a kid with you or something, but you got a foundation. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Church, let's get a foundation straightened up in your lives. Come on. Challenge you, get your foundation, get your life straightened up, get the foundation. Don't say, you know, I'm gonna ask the Lord to I'm gonna repent today and I'm gonna do the same thing tomorrow. Do something about it. Start getting it fixed. Let's stand together. Every head is bowed. If you won't come and pray for any reason, we ask you to right now. No one looking around. If you won't call out, I won't embarrass you in no way whatsoever. Anybody won't come and pray this morning for any reason we ask you to. Any reason whatsoever. In your uplifted hand, just say, I just need your prayers. God bless them. God bless all them hands. God bless them hands. Very much so. God bless them. God bless them. Father, today we just thank you for this time you've given us today to be in your house, Father. I thank you for your word today, Father, and what it means to us today, Father. And Father, I pray that we just build upon the foundation and we look into your word, that foundation is Jesus Christ today, what your word says. And I pray that I challenge this church today, Father, we'll build upon a foundation that you talk about in the Bible today, Father. I pray for every uplifted hand today, Father. You would touch each and every one of them today, Father. And Father, today we'll give you praise and glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.